Good morning, Contrarians. Friday morning, October 14th, TGIF. Do we ever need the weekend? Yesterday was a crazy day, about the craziest that you're likely to see on Wall Street. Certainly one of the craziest that I can remember, and I've been watching markets for uh, 30 years, I don't know, a long time. But we had a hotter-than-anticipated inflation report come in before the open, and that caused stocks to sell off pretty violently. But then things suddenly reversed around mid-morning. And the rebound was pretty dramatic and inexplicable in light of the inflation report that had just come out. But there are some thoughts on this that I have, which I'll give you in a minute. By the end of the day, the major U.S. indexes were all up over 2%. So many ex explanations have serviced on this. And they all kind of fall short. Uh, yeah, earnings were positive yesterday, but not across the board. And in fact, we had Taiwan Semiconductors, I believe, that was uh, that gave a, a warning on on profits. So that would have weighed on risk sentiment. So that doesn't appear to have been it. And neither is the the argument that it was this. This was kind of the worst expectations um, of investors that had come to fruition and therefore leaving them to kind of reverse. The more likely, well, I should say one plausible explanation is structural. And there's a former podcast guest I have, Brent Kochuba of Spot Gamma. And I sought out his comment on this because he's a specialist in this type of thing. In fact, his whole service kind of focuses on it. And here's what he had to say. I'll read you his email. Quote, we saw a ton of positive delta trades off of the open. It was call buyers and put sellers. We think that forced dealers to buy futures, which sparked the short cover rally. And he put together a video on this, a really short one that I linked you to so you can see that for more. And this appears to be the most plausible explanation that the CPI print caused, did cause a violent sell-off, but that it uh it it but it it was so violent that people had to they they had to revert they had to reverse some of the hedges that were put on so at least that's how i understand it but more more on that and and i'll defer to brent on that but anyway this morning right now as of this hour 6:30 there are few clear signs of direction stock futures aren't really doing very much we have the russell 2000, which tracks small caps up about three tenths of 1%. That's the only one really moving off of the break even point. Um, the action in bond markets is a little more interesting, however, especially at the long end of the curve, and especially in UK gilts. Those are recovering, they are up 3%. And this is likely due perhaps also to news that just crossed here that Liz Truss is going to abandon plans for tax cuts in the UK. Maybe she has realized she is not Margaret Thatcher, and it's not 1979. I like that joke very much. I will probably continue to go with it. Anyway, um, the 10-year yield is, is seeing some bids also. That is down six basis points to 3.89%. Yields move inversely to prices. Commodities not doing much. Cryptos gaining a little bit of ground. Bitcoin up 4%. Crypto has pretty much followed the the risk yesterday, which is kind of consistent. The surprising thing is that it, the trading has still been range bound here. We've still been between twenty thousand 
and 19,000 for the most part on Bitcoin. But whatever. Today, a couple things to tell you about. Bank earnings, these are up before the open. I should probably check for you and see if any of them have come through. We have the big ones. Uh, JP Morgan, that's the main one that I like to watch just because JP Mor- um, Jamie Dimon's comments are so interesting um, and often say many things about the state of the economy. Um, we also have Morgan Stanley and Citigroup and uh, U.S. Bancorp, and none of them have recorded reported as of this hour. United Health just did, however, they beat consensus and raised outlook um, that crossed at five fifty-seven a.m. So that may have helped things a little bit. Um, let me see here. Wells Fargo also is another one I forgot to mention. Um, but with bank earnings are complicated. You have to look beyond EPS. There's a lot that goes into these loan loss provisions and, and such. But more on that another day. We also have some consumer data coming through here. Uh, retail sales are out at 8.30. Economists expect this number to increase a little bit. Uh, this is after, uh, yeah, down a, down a little less. But they are expecting core retail sales, which exclude autos, to decline but less than they did last month. And then on the top of the consumer, we also have the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey. That is out at 10. There are two of these each month. The first one, which is this one, is the more interesting one because the second one just basically confirms what's in the first. And so, yeah, there's a number here that gets released, but the devil's in the details, including what people say about current conditions and inflation expectations. The bottom line. I'm starting to lose my voice here. I wonder if it's because of this, because I'm catching a cold. Anyway, so today will be telling. Uh, It could be telling after yesterday's insanity. And normally you would think that retail reports and bank earnings will weigh heavily on investor sentiment. But after what happened yesterday, it feels a little foolish trying to handicap anything. However... This doesn't mean that the fundamentals are entirely out of the window. After all, yesterday's move, remember, was caused by the CPI. That's what kicked everything off. So it did initially proceed as expected. It just then caused second and third order effects that, to our benefit, caused it to reverse. Now, the thing about the CPI is this was a binary event. And if you look at the calendar, there aren't all that many of these at least in the economy. Um, Bank earnings, by the way, are not binary because like I said, you have to go through those. I mean, they can be, I guess you can set your algorithms to them, but it's not as simple as as the CPI where you literally could just set your algorithms to it and and press go. And then you have to deal with the effects, of course. But uh, that that bank earnings aren't like that. And um, it's, you know, we have to look at the calendar and see what type of things are. And so this is going to kind of cause me at least, to reassess this and and look for these binary events. And again, at, at first glance, at first thought, there don't appear to be all that many. Even the Fed, when they do stuff, it, there there's a lot of nuance there, like what's in the statement and what Jay Powell says in his, or the Fed chair says in the comments, in the in the press conference. So, Nevertheless, we should be prepared for volatility. This is the stage of the cycle where we do see volatility. Yesterday, we were fortunate. We ended up higher. 
next time it could be the exact opposite. So this is the world we're living in. But again, there just aren't all that many binary events that I can tell, um, least of all economically. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I am, uh, I'm not thinking of some, um, I guess, non-farm payrolls maybe, but whatever. So that's what we got. But yeah, we'll be paying attention to those on the calendar in the future, as I'm sure everybody will. So that's what we got today. This is free today. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, curious on your thoughts, you can leave them in the comments if you wish to do so publicly. If you're on the Substack, alternately, you can send them to me, reply to the email you have received, or send them to contrarianpod at gmail.com. Very much look forward to hearing from you. And yes, your thoughts on, on what happened yesterday and whether you think this is a plausible explanation. To me, it's the most plausible one that I've seen, but whatever. Let me know. And with that, I wish you a happy and healthy weekend and look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Bye.